Ladies and gentlemen, hello, and welcome to episode 71 of the Hardly Millennial podcast, where we are young, dumb, and full of opinions. Opinions, ladies and gentlemen. Today is a very special day for a lot of people. Happy 420! Happy 420! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it is 420. Sorry, I got excited. I couldn't wait. (laughs) Matthew Lynn, by the way. Here again with you. I hope you guys know that at this point. I got excited, man. I I had to shout it out to the world. I understand, dude. I understand. It's a big day for a lot of people. Uh, For those who don't know, and I'm very surprised if you don't know at this point. Shame on you. You don't know. Today is National Pot Smoking Day. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. It is the 20th of April, Mm -hmm. a day in which every stoner around the world, at least in our time zone, um, partakes in... Getting high. Getting high. The festivities of Mary Juana. Yes, yes. So, of course, when it came to, like, what are we going to talk about today? Well, of course, we have to talk about marijuana. That's just a given. I mean, we don't really have a choice. Our hands are kind of tied today. Hands are kind of tied. And But it's good, though. It's a very wide-range subject. Uh, there's a lot that goes into weed, especially now. Especially in our, nowadays. And in our generation, especially. We're, For sure. I, I bet you could even argue, you know, aside from us being considered millennials, I feel like you could call us the like the pot generation, right? Which is ironic because our parents would have probably liked to have been dubbed the pot generation. But I would feel like... I. F- yeah, I mean, that's true, but I feel like in the terms of our parents or even like, you know, before them, people who actually grew up in their maybe like the teens or 20s during the 60s, you know, I would almost call that like the the, the hippie generation, which, yeah, the enco- which encompasses like psychedelics, oh, really, sure. you know, and weeds included, but we're definitely the pot smoking generation, I feel. Well, what's funny is when it comes to like LSD and all the other like you know, hardcore drugs that uh-huh. our parents always say, oh, ours was way better than yes. yours now. Well, not when it comes to weed. No, um, not Our at weed all. these days is something from another world. Yes. They have fucking bioengineered that shit. And it's, um, it's... It's a little more potent it's pretty than it potent used to be in the stuff. past. Yes. Well, and what's crazy nowadays with weed is there used to be a stigma, right? So if you were somebody who smoked weed, there was definitely a stereotype that was associated with that kind of person, right? You know, there was oh, a lock sure. in everything that was associated with that. And but now we're to a point to where like it's like every everybody does it right no matter what prof- or everybody can do it right so it doesn't matter your profession you we we now know there are CEOs of big companies out there who come out and say yeah I smoke weed every day and actors and engineers and yeah it's it doesn't all matter age what type too. yeah because the the hippies who made it kind of started the whole thing with weed Mm -hmm. they're old now right you know people from the 60s they're in their 60s Mm -hmm. um so it's kind of like they're old now so now they're doing it and then the younger people are doing it so Mm -hmm. there's there's no age group that isn't partaking these days. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But I would almost say that's almost to a fault too. I think there are some people out there who are just smoke too much of it. For sure, I think you can uh, you can do too much of anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so 
I guess it would be the difference between a hobby and yes. a problem. <laughs> yeah. right? right? Well, I don't know. I, I think when it comes to weed, and I, I think I've I've touched on this a little bit before with some of our like drug like in general drug conversations is where I, I feel like there are a lot of drugs and stuff out there, especially with weed where things should be used as a tool. Right. So like, yeah. So like weed, for example, is now don't get me wrong. I understand there are actual medical uses for it to where if people smoke yeah, it every day, let, they have, I mean, let's be real. Most people, most people are not though. using it for medical purposes. Yes. So like, I feel like it's one of those drugs where if, if you can even call it a drug, really, but I mean, it's, whatever, it's for the one sake of, of a conversation, yeah, it's, it's one of those it. drugs where it's like, you know, if you've had a really bad day, you know, it could be nice to smoke a joint at the end of the day to decompress or like if you're about to do something like some sort of abstract thinking, whether it has to do with art or writing, whatever it is, you know, that could possibly be something that could help you think out of the box a little bit, but but all of those things become mute if you do it every day and that well, tolerance and that's, builds up. That's the issue is nobody does it only when they're going to be painting. Like, that. Yeah. like either you smoke weed or you don't smoke weed. Right. And if you do, you probably do it, I mean, at least once a week. Well, I, feel, I definitely feel like there's people out there who, who do it sporadically like that. It's just like how there are smokers out there. Like, you know, there are ones like me who are definitely addicted to it and do it all the time. And then you have oh, others like out there. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are you. others out there who can, you know, d- pick up a pack of cigarettes before they go to a party and then they'll never smoke again for another, you know, couple of years. Yeah. Everybody's so, different. Everyone has their own flavor. But I just feel like do. when it comes to weed, I feel like that's more so how well just how anything should be treated really but I mean, just as you said you know very few people out there are going to actually you know use no one's going to do regards. that it's either you do it or you don't do it or you don't um it's i guess the closest thing to relate it to is drinking like yeah. alcohol but i really hate that argument too because yeah. i don't think it's anything like drinking mm-hmm. personally i agree um but i guess if you're gonna like compare it to something that yeah. is the closest thing um, so just do it like that, you know, mm-hmm. maybe just after five o'clock. Yeah. Um, it's kind of, it's interesting now because, you know, when we were kids and teenagers growing up, if uh-huh. you said that you smoked, it meant that you were a person who went to a parking lot somewhere and waited for like a, yeah, a dealer right. or you went to an apartment or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we became younger adults and if someone said they smoked, it meant they either did that or they had a medical card, right? right? They were doing it for medical reasons. Uh-huh. But now there's many states, more and more, and a lot of people where it's just recreational. Yeah. Where you don't have to have anything wrong with you mm-hmm. to smoke weed. You can just choose to do it like liquor or cigarettes. Yes. So it's definitely getting a lot less of a stigma of a drug. Mm-hmm. I think it'll always be called a drug, but... Well, it, it, in the same way as like nicotine is a drug. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Well, well I do think it's going to be one of those things where in our lifetime, like, well, I remember asking somebody once who, uh, this was a few years ago when it would just became legal med- medically in Arizona. Yeah. 
And I remember, you know, once that happened, you started to be, I had friends of mine who started to get their green cards and stuff like that. And I, I used to, I asked one of my friends who I knew had a, a hookup for weed before, you know, needing a medical card for it, you know. Right. And so it was just one of those, like, so why get one if you know you constantly just have a hookup for it anyway? Like, because it does cost money to go through that process, especially yes. in Arizona. It's a couple hundred dollars to get yeah. your medical card. And uh, and what he had told me was he goes, well, because I wanted a piece of history. He goes, at one uh-huh. po- he goes, at one point, we're just going to be legal recreationally, you know, everywhere in the yeah. country. And I'm going to be able to have this card that is proof that at one point it wasn't. That's you know? kind of interesting. Yeah, that was, I felt the same way. It's a lot of money to like, put into a piece of history. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm really sure he got, obviously, read the benefits of the convenience of just having, being able to go himself to, you I'm know, sure dispensary. It's but it's got to feel better for a person to not have to, like, sit in their car and oh, wait yeah. for some shady dude or even their friend, you know, mm-hmm. just to feel like you can go into an actual building, like a Walmart. Yeah. Well, and it, just that, I, I just, it eases the stress, I guess, because especially here in Arizona where it's only legal medically you know if you get pulled over by a cop and you don't have that medical card but you have weed in your car they still treat that as a schedule one you know drug yeah um, it's at least going to be a fine yeah nothing else so it's but I think that in our lifetime we're going to see it recreational across the country oh I do too I I Um, think our kids won't know a country where it was ever illegal no I know that they do it pretty often but this year again (laughs) they already have a bill that's going for um nationwide recreational oh for the 2020 elections yeah yeah, okay. they already have a bill going for it. I think they do it every yeah. every two years. I four I, years or I don't think this will be the year it gets passed. I think maybe twenty twenty four, something like that will get passed. It'd be interesting if this was the year. It'd it be would kind be of fun. interesting. It'd... That'd be kind of fun. You never know what Daddy T will do. You never know what he's gonna <laughs> run on. Do you? I don't think Daddy T's on board with the recreational. He's on board life. with whatever gets him votes. I guess that's he don't give true. a fuck. Has he has he ever said anything in regards to like the weed bit? Not that I personally know of specifically I don't i'm sure he has some kind of opinion on it yeah i'm sure he does too but i, don't I would think imagine he ever, like, that... let a platform for or against it though at all just from from seeing and observing him mm-hmm. i would imagine that he's fine with it as long as there's money in it yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. he would probably just see it as a business deal uh, which is honestly how everyone should see it i think i don't well, know why they continue with this war on drugs i know well isn't that what happened in Colorado, like, wasn't the state making so much money off of weed that they actually started giving money back to the people? I heard that somewhere. I, I could be wrong. Um, but... So I understand the concept. You're talking about, like, the Alaska pipeline concept where they make so much money by using the state that they right. give back a portion of it every – so you get, like, a check, basically. Right, and I, thought, and I heard that that happened I don't in Colorado know. because of the weed stuff. It's possible. I don't know of of that happening. I know that tourism goes up like crazy. (laughs) Yes. Um, Not even just sales of cannabis, but tourism Mm -hmm. just goes through the roof. Yeah. Because people flock there to take vacations and stuff. Yeah, a lot of Coloradians. 
Colorado, Coloradians. 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 <laughs> We're very upset when it became legal recreationally. Not not because you know they themselves didn't get to reap the benefits, obviously, but it all of a sudden started driving up cost of living of where they were, and you know you obviously they should be happy about that. Population. It makes their houses worth more. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but unless if you don't have a, a house, then I was you'd be say upset. unless you're in a situation where you know you're yeah, well, just Colorado's not a starter or... state. It's not a place you go to start out. Yeah, it's I a guess place that's you true. go. And it's like California. Yeah. You know, there'll be parts of, of Colorado you can start out in, but for mm-hmm. the most part, it's a retirement mm-hmm. place. That's I'm true. fine with that. It doesn't bother me. It's it fucking cold in Colorado either. anyway. <laughs> it's true. I don't like the cold. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny though, dude. We weed is funny, but what do you think about the whole um health benefits thing of weed? Do you do you, do you buy into it or do you think it's totally a gimmick? I I think it's it's partly a gimmick. Yeah. Because yeah, be, because we we've talked about like d- things like depression and anxiety here before, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and we've talked about how although we agree that there are people who actually suffer from the clinical, you know, medical yes, thing that depression. is depression and mm-hmm. anxiety, but most of the time when people say they're depressed, it means they're just really, really sad, right? right. But unfortunately, doctors are still just, you know, shoving pills down their throat to help them. For sure. And, and that's what they do. So, but I, so I think there's a lot of people who have convinced themselves that, oh, weed is, you know, weed helps me with my anxiety or helps me with my depression, but I don't think it really does. And if anything, I think it's this snowballing cycle because what we do know now is that because it's becoming legally recreationally and medically and the reason why people want the weed in the first place is to get you high well we know what these places are doing now where they're upping the thc levels in weed and lowering the cbd levels in weed and Mm -hmm. cbd is the part that actually helps with the anxiety and depression part right so what's happening now is he actually causes anxiety exactly so what's happening now is people are going to these dispensaries, you know, to buy weed for their quote unquote depression and anxiety, now realizing that they're getting this high dosage of THC that's just making it worse. Then what do they have to do? They have to smoke more weed now. I must not be smoking enough weed. It's the same <sighs> way people get addicted to pills, you know, that you become tolerant of it or the side effects don't go away. And, and then you just you need have to more start and doing more. that. So and and that's kind of what bothers me with weed is I I I'm not saying that anybody out there who does it every day is a bad person by any means or anything like that or or any less of a person than I am or somebody who doesn't smoke weed but it's one of those things of like when you are high all of the time yeah that might be who you are now because you're high all the time but it's it's still not you though, right? So like, it, let, just throwing out just a, a random name for a hypothetical sake. Let's say you, you have a friend named John, and John smokes weed all the time, and you go and hang out with John all the time, and you have conversations with John all the time. Well, no matter how many John sounds time, awesome, <laughs> John sounds great. <laughs> but no matter how many times you're going and talking to this person, and maybe you're having good conversation, but you're still always talking to high John. Right, you're you never, never met. talking. Sober John, John. Mm -hmm. exactly. And I think 
there's a problem of people not getting giving their their true selves a real chance to succeed. They just find ways to make caveats for hide them for hide me for hide them. Yes, and I think that can be dangerous and lead to some issues down the line for sure. I think that it's definitely it can become a rabbit hole. Yeah, I know. Um, when I was younger, you know, in my late teens, mm-hmm. I, I partook mm-hmm. in in the. As in, the, in the smoking of, of the marijuana. <laughs> yes. And um, I remember getting into this cycle of basically waking up and smoking to the point that I was tired. Because mm-hmm. smoking weed makes you tired. Yes. I don't care if you say it's sativa and whatever. It all <laughs> makes you tired. And then I would combat that tiredness with coffee. Yes. So I would make coffee mm-hmm. and drink just these crazy fucking amounts of caffeine, dude. Mm-hmm. Like... I didn't ever touch the rock stars or the energy drinks, but like that level. You know, I was drinking 12, 15, 18 cups of coffee a day. It was insane. And then I would get all hyped up and jittery, so I'd smoke weed again. Mm -hmm. And I would get tired. And I was in this constant just consuming battle, Mm -hmm. you know, where I was never going forward. It wasn't like I was broke. I had enough money to sustain this and go to work and stuff. You know, I was living, Mm -hmm. but I was just stagnant. I wasn't yeah. moving anywhere. I wasn't going back. I wasn't going forward. And it just becomes this rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And then I think that lifestyle is what leads to the depression. Yes. And then the depression is what leads to the anxiety. Yes. And then you don't start to deal with it or do anything about it until the anxiety is the physical manifestation. That's mm-hmm. where your body is telling you I'm sick. Yes. You know, so when that starts to attack you, you get these panic attacks then you all of a sudden want to start doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Because when you have a panic attack, you feel like you're dying. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> so that's when you finally get to a point where you're like, okay, I'll do something. And the first thing they tell you, when if you're honest with the doctor, <clears throat> he'll say, you're perfectly fine. You're healthy as an ox. You need to change your lifestyle. Yes. You need to get out of this rabbit hole that you're in. So that, I think, is the is the poisonous part of yes. weed. That's where the drug part comes in. Mm-hmm. If, if you're able to only smoke weed truly recreationally, you know, only when you have other people over, treat it like alcohol, yeah. you know, then I think it's perfectly fine. I think that you can live a healthy lifestyle. You can be a businessman. You mm-hmm. can be the owner of something. Um, it's, it's not going to, like, stunt your life, you know, no. if you don't let it. Yes, and that's the key. And I want to go back to something else you said too, in regards to like it makes you tired, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, you, regardless whether it's in it Indica doesn't or matter, sativa, we'd make you tired. Well, and the thing is, what people don't understand, I years ago I used to know this like weed guru, right? Somebody, yeah. somebody who, who was he an weed, old guy? He was an old old guy, guy yeah, uh-huh. yep, the old hippie guy, like Vietnam but, era. But yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> but he was a guy who like when you would talk to him about weed, you you could tell this went beyond of this guy was just a stoner. Like this was like this guy's passion. He was more of a botanist. Yeah, like, he knew 100%. about the plant. He knew about the science. Yes, and he yes. loved it. But he right? had long hair and he liked to smoke weed. Yes, exactly, exactly. And uh, <clears throat> but. He he used to tell us a lot about weed and the way people smoke it and the problem with the way people smoke it and things. And one thing yeah. that he told us was he goes, the biggest issue that everybody has when they smoke weed is they pack a bowl and they go, okay, we have to smoke this whole bowl. And then we have to right. smoke another bowl and then another bowl. And he goes, but all you really need is 
is just one hit. Yeah. And then you can ride that for, and I'm sure you know as well, if, you know, I have definitely been somebody who will smoke bowl after bowl after bowl and you get super tired and you just want to fall asleep and you want to be lazy. But if you just, if you just take that one hit and then you just ride with that, that hit will actually ride you for most of the day. Yes. And you'll actually, and that's when you'll feel the effects of a sativa. That's when you'll know, okay, here. Along my journeys, I too had a guru that I met. It was an older guy. And he would say the same thing. He would go, man, your biggest problem, and then what's going to hurt you the most as you're growing up is Mm -hmm. that you're always worried about your next hit. Yes. Because at at that time, it was always, how do I load the bowl again? How do I, you know, that's what you're always worried about. Yeah. Um, Because you can't really move on and do anything until you achieve that. Yes. Right. So he would tell me, he'd be like, you're just, you're too obsessed with trying to load the bowl, man. You got to just hit it and then enjoy yourself. Mm-hmm. It's like, forget about it. Yeah. You know? And otherwise, it starts to consume you. It starts to become your number one worry. Yes. You know? And at that point, then you have a problem. Mm-hmm. So it's it's amazing, these older guys who have kind of made it that far. Well, and you know, because because you know they've been through this. I was before, just gonna you say, know? you know that they were that young guy yeah. who was always looking for the next hit. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, and I think that's most of people's problem. It's like you 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 end up becoming so dependent on it as a way to fill time. Really, is what it is. To where it's like you don't understand. Again, you're not using it as a tool, right? Right. If you want to like clean the house one day, and you have a you know a weed that's a sativa, you take a hit of it, and then you just ride it the rest of the day while you're cleaning, and it's not going to make you sleepy because you smoke too much of it. You think that's where you really start to feel like, because there is a big scientific community within Uh the pot smokers, right? You know, who are actually highly intelligent people. Yes. And they talk about things like terpenes Mm -hmm. and um, different chemicals that are in the weed and how different strains of weed can actually make you feel differently. Yes. And I know when I was younger and I was smoking, I thought that was bullshit. Right. I was like, like, we just get get too high. Yeah. But you think it's what you're saying that it's because it's over smoking that you don't. When you do that one hit, that allows you to actually experience the different. Yes. Feelings that you can get from it. Yes. I think just like any drug, people get locked into this sense of, you know, you take that that one hit, you know, when you first start smoking weed in the beginning. Right. And you're like, oh, my, you know, and you get the giggles and you're laughing and you're on cloud nine and you're having a good time. Well, or how you throw up. I've seen or, a couple of throw, throw up. Yeah, I've seen that too. It's hit or miss. But then you get to then what happens? You get to this point of like, well, I want to find things more funny. I want to be more giggly. I want to feel higher. So now you're smoking more. Now you're smoking. Well, so now what? It's tolerance build up at that point, right? So now yes. the one hit doesn't do it for you. Yeah. But and it's unfortunate because just as you said, there are different strains that affect you in different ways. But when you but if you put six different weeds in front of me and every day I decide to smoke, okay, I'm gonna smoke one on the first day. Two on the second day, da da, and I smoke three bowls of each of those weeds every day. I'm not going to notice. A, They're all I'm not going to notice same. anything. Yeah. But now, if I go back and I wake up and I have just one hit of weed number one on the first day and ride that the rest of the day, and then do the same thing on number two, I guarantee you, I'll be able to say, "Ooh, I liked three the most. Six made me really tired." Were you ever able to achieve anything like that when you were younger and you were doing it? Were you ever I, able to have that much discipline? 
I definitely went through stages. So I would definitely go through the stages where and it's just, just as I do with smoking cigarettes, you know? Yeah. Well, so, and cause I mean, different cigarettes do have different flavor. They really, there's Turkish tobacco. There's, there's native. Well, tobacco, I just mean that the sense of like, I've been able to get to a point with cigarettes before where I do smoke it socially. Right. Right. But, then right. It, but that ends up, you know, falling off the wagon eventually. And the same thing goes with weed. I was able to get to points uh, where I was just taking like a hit or a few, hits throughout the day and then i was fine but then you know you just all of a sudden you have a day off and you're like okay well i'm gonna be lazy today so what what does it hurt to smoke three bowls in a row right and then you know it just goes down from there but during the times when i was smoking the most was also during a time when i started to have things like depression and anxiety and it really threw me for a loop because i was somebody who grew up a very happy very extroverted person you know very social butterfly so it was like I never had this issue before. Well, you I never, never thought you would have to. You're yeah, like, exactly. I'll just never have that. I'm not that person. Exactly. And then you found yourself all of a sudden older mm-hmm. in a different lifestyle and boom. And I had it. and I had no clue that we even had anything to do with it until No, I you quit think it's it. the one thing helping you through it all mm-hmm. while you're doing it. You know, because I've, yes. I've been in a similar situation. Not exactly. Right. But you think that the weed is the one thing helping you. Mm-hmm. And really when you're at that point, it's, that's the thing that's, that's hurting you. Well, and exactly. And you become so accustomed to just being high all the time that you don't even question it anymore. And we don't even, and we don't understand that, you know, every, you know, highs have valley, you know, valleys and mountains that you go up and down of. So you get to this point with weed to where like, even if you don't feel like necessarily high anymore, what you don't understand is like, well, you are still high. You are still, yes. You, you're just not at the, the top of the mountain when you first smoke the bowl. Right. So now, so then you start convincing yourself, oh, well, it can't be the weed because here I am not stoned and I'm still feeling this way. And then when I got to a point where I was like, hey, I'm going to just quit it all. Mm-hmm. And then I did. Mm-hmm. It was like, Oh. oh, and it was it was very strange because it was like, oh, this is familiar again. This yeah. is extroverted, Adam. This is you know this. Uh... Dude, you know what I noticed when I quit smoking hmm. was um, how well I slept. Yes, because you think you smoke weed to fall asleep, right? Because mm-hmm. weed makes you super tired, right? And it does, but when you fall asleep stoned, you don't wake up refreshed. No, you, not a, you, you wake don't. Up groggy. Not in the same way. You might think you do, you are, but yeah. you're not. <laughs> if you go to sleep sober, when you wake up, you are refreshed. You actually slept. Yes. And I remember like distinctly feeling the difference mm-hmm. and going like, holy shit. I agree. I haven't slept this well in a long fucking time. One of the things I noticed when it came to sleep was... You know, we, we, through high school and stuff, you know, we've all been in the situations where, you know, we get two to four hours of sleep, but we're still oh, able yeah. to truck through the whole day as, as a, pr- you know, pr- generally a pretty normal awake human being at that yeah. point. And then I got to this point where I'm like, oh, well, the reason why I can't do that anymore is just because I'm older. Right. And, <laughs> and there is some val- validity to that. Right. But a little bit. I wasn't until then quitting, I quit smoking weed and started to get that good sleep again to where I noticed that if I did get four hours of sleep and then had to wake up, I felt so much refreshed. And I was like, 
oh, this was how to be able, you know, this is how I was able to do this before. It was simply just because I wasn't high. <laughs> it's because you weren't high. You know, but yeah. now because you're high all the time and you have that grogginess, you always feel like, all right, I have to get at least my seven to eight hours. You know, it just, it, and that's why I have such an issue with weed anymore. It's like, I, I don't bag on anybody who smokes it. but oh, it's, no, not at all. But it's just one of those things of like, if you are somebody who smokes it and you think you're having these issues, I always say, I'm like, okay, we'll stop the weed, you know, but people don't want to stop the weed, right? Well, you feel like you can't. Yeah. And like, I promise you, you can. You'll but it's okay. like, that's always like one of the, if you are having depression and anxiety, two things to start with, if you're a stoner is diet you know, it's the first thing that's easy to do is just change up the way you eat True. and stop smoking weed. If if neither one of those two things work, well, at least you can eliminate those two things. And they will work, I promise. Yes. It, it will. <laughs> exactly. there, there is no what if it doesn't because they literally will. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's to the point where when you smoke weed every single day, you start to not do things like shower every mm-hmm. day. You start to not do things like pick up things in your car. Yes. You know, it becomes a whole lifestyle of just this buildup, like this plaque on your life. Well, and people don't realize it's like weed is weed is a stimulant. It it gives you uh it gives you a dopamine rush. Yeah. And so but other things that give you a dopamine rush are some are simple things like finishing a task you know uh yeah you know making a new friend making a new friend going out whatever it is well your your body yeah right but (laughs) your your body craves that kind of stuff your mind Mm -hmm. craves that so if you don't have something that's giving you those dopamine spikes on a daily basis well you as a person are just naturally going to go out there and try to find something to give you this dopamine spike and if you don't do drugs or anything or you'll fill it in with something yeah you're going to fill it in with something else Mm -hmm. well now you take somebody who smokes weed all day well you're automatically giving that getting that dopamine spike which is the reward system for accomplishing something so now why do you need to accomplish need anything to accomplish well that's why i say weed has fuck it in it yes it's got a chemical <laughs> in it called fuck it <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah it really does though it's and, and that's why it's dangerous and our, dangerous may be a too strong of a word but but that's why it should just be met with caution for those who like to smoke it a lot you know it's yes for sure it can be fun now, I know for me personally, mm-hmm. I'm just an individual. It's it's an on or off switch. Mm-hmm. I can't do like recreational smoking. Yes. I'm either a smoker every day or I'm not a smoker every mm-hmm. day, right? But I think that a really healthy way to do it that I'm not able to do, but mm-hmm. you know, just giving some advice that I can't follow. I think that if you could live a life where you smoked weed and you smoked cigarettes okay you, uh-huh. you indulged but you did it in a way to like you only smoke weed if someone else has it or if you're yes. if you're at a, a get together and someone else has a joint you'll yes. hit it you know what i mean or if someone else offers you a cigarette mm-hmm. you can you'll take the cigarette and smoke it but if you could control yourself to never buy your own yes to never actually buy a pack of cigarettes to never actually go buy an ounce mm-hmm. you, you know what i mean um then I think that would help to limit you doing it by yourself. I agree. Because pretty much anything becomes an issue. They say, like, drinking. You're mm-hmm. an alcoholic if you drink alone, yes. right? Well, you're probably a stoner, and you're probably a cigarettist, whatever the <laughs> fuck that's called, if you do those things alone, right. right? That's when you know that you are addicted to something. It's when you yeah. do it by yourself. Mm-hmm. 
So you should try to avoid that. Yeah. Well, and I do think that if you are addicted to those things like weed or cigarettes, I do think it is possible to get to a point to where you do them, spur, you know, sporadically or occasionally, whatever, recreationally. He's got to have some self-control. Right. And I think the key to doing that is you can get to that point but you have to quit it for a very extended piece of time. Correct. You have and to take the leash off yes. for a while. You can't just expect, you can't have unrealistic expectations. Yes. And that's an issue that I, as a cigarette smoker, and I know other cigarette smokers who have had the same issue, right? So me, for example, and if you ask a lot of cigarette smokers, they'll all, you know, kind of say the same thing to where none of us really, especially those of us who are like 10 plus years of smoking, mm-hmm. none of us really expect to fully quit in our lives, right? Yeah. It's just it's just that sense of any time that I'm not smoking a cigarette is better than time smoking a cigarette. So right. I I as somebody who's very addicted to it, I'm very convinced that I can get to a point to where I do smoke it socially or just at parties while drinking whatever it is. But as somebody who's been smoking for 14 years, I can't expect to just quit for six months and then be able to just jump into that. Yeah, no, you your know, brain takes longer than that, dude. Exactly. It knows. Exactly. It remembers. So it's like you have to get to, a, and I would say the same thing about weed. If that's how, how you want to be with weed, well, you have to remember of how long you've been going smoking it all the time. So you have to go a longer period, maybe not a longer period than what you spent smoking, but like me, I feel like I'd have to go at least a year without having any cigarette period before I could even think about indulging in one at a party one day randomly. Right. You know, and then maybe then I could get to a point where I can just associate it with that. But I feel like nobody who is okay with smoking every single day. Mm-hmm. None of those people have ever woken up and said, okay, I want to quit. It's you, you plan that you're going to do it forever. Yes. You know what I mean? And then that becomes the excuse of why you keep doing it. Yeah. Until something really bad happens. Yeah. And then that really bad something is what makes you stop doing it because you fear you live through the bad thing uh and then you fear that bad thing happening again and that you won't live through it the next time right and that that fear is what keeps you from doing the thing that you're okay with doing in your head yes i i think the people out there who like quit these types of things and do a cold turkey it's always met because they're taking advantage of an event that has happened in their life whether that's positive or negative so like yeah. f- there have been times in the past that i have quit smoking cold turkey and it was simply just because I was met with this situation where I woke up, wasn't immediately able to have a cigarette. I had to go do something. This thing that I had to go do, I couldn't smoke at and I had to be there for a while. So now you're talking about not only did I go the whole night while I was sleeping not smoking, but now I'm talking about another eight hours not smoking. So now I'm at 16 hours without a cigarette. And right. then it got to a point to where like when it reached like hour 18 and it was time to go to bed, it was was like well i could have had a cigarette that night but it was just like 
all right, well, I'm tired. I might as well just take advantage of this and go to bed and finish yeah. the 24 hours. Well, that's called and having then, self-control. Right. You just well, practice self-control that day. But, it, but at that point, though, it was also just taking advantage of a day where I wasn't able to have a cigarette readily. Right. You know, and it's the same thing if something like bad happens in your life that maybe pushes you to want to quit smoking. Well, you're, what you're doing is you're taking advantage of the event and using that to help further your, you know, quitting expedition. So... The only it is totally a mindset. Yes, mm-hmm. the the only way I was able to quit smoking weed um, was I had to tell myself that it's not that I can't have it; mm-hmm. it's that I can have it whenever I want, mm-hmm. but I choose not to have it. Yeah, I've heard and that theory before. Just the wording in my brain is it. It's the choice. Not having the choice drives me fucking crazy. Yeah, drives me crazy. It makes it the only thing I think about. Mm. But if the choice is there. And I just choose not to do it, but I can anytime I want, mm-hmm. then it's it's not so hard for me. Mm-hmm. Same thing with food, too. If I have, like, a really bomb-ass pastry in the kitchen or something. Right. I actually, right now, I have a really awesome sweet roll in the kitchen, <laughs> and I've had it in there all day long. Yeah. And I know that at some point today I'm going to eat the sweet roll. Right. I'm totally going to. And it's that mindset of I can have it anytime I want mm-hmm. that I've made it to, you know, almost sunset now. Right. And I haven't eaten the sweet roll. Mm-hmm. But if I if you told me Matthew, here's a bomb ass fucking sweet roll. It's delicious. It's so good. Right. But you can't have it. <laughs> I'm gonna sneak downstairs when you take a nap or something. I'm gonna eat the fucking sweet roll. <laughs> you know what I mean? You. Yeah. It's the choice. See, for I, me, I I have definitely have tried that mindset before because I've had other people tell me about them doing that exact same thing when trying to quit smoking cigarettes. I know it might not work for everyone. Yeah, I and because I, I know cigarette smokers who have quit that way, where they'll literally carry around a pack of cigarettes with them, yeah. and just choose not to smoke all day. Mm-hmm. But me, I'm one of those people. At least with cigarettes, I'm one of those people where, where if it's there. I'm going to smoke it. If it's not there, I really want to, to go buy some so I can smoke it. Right. You know, it's like there's never that in between. I mean, maybe with weed, that mindset could work a little more because that one's definitely more of the psychological addiction aspect than the actual, you know, yeah, chemical weed addiction. Yeah, isn't. You're not gonna get the shakes, yeah. If you if you don't smoke weed, exactly, I mean, you get, you're fine. You get maybe a little irritable, but well, you get irritable crazy. because because you can't smoke because you can't smoke. Yeah. yeah, not because you're in pain or anything. You're fucking fine. <laughs> it's but no, if you don't have a cigarette mm-hmm. for thirty six, forty eight hours you by day two, start having those withdrawals. Well, you literally your back will get sweaty. Uh-huh. Like you'll literally become sweaty, have yes. headaches. You won't be hungry. Like there's physical withdrawals yeah. from nicotine. There's oh, not physical crazy. withdrawals from weed. No. Get the fuck over yourself. Yeah. There's not. <laughs> this, those are things that have that have always pissed me off because I have met people in the past who have tried pulling that bullshit with me. Yeah, no, you're like, uncomfortable. I, I promise you're probably uncomfortable. Yeah, like, like I yeah. said, when I when I quit, there was definitely an irritable irritability that was associated with not having it. Yeah. You know? But but like you said, it, I would take quitting weed over quitting smoking. Any day. Any day. Any day. You know, the real thing about it is that you get bored. Yes. So much of your day. And this is with cigarettes or weed. Yes. This is part of the reason, I think, honestly, why it's so hard to quit mm-hmm. smoking, either of the two things is that so much of your day becomes ritual yes. around escaping what everyone else is doing mm-hmm. and having time to yourself, which human beings need to be healthy, mm-hmm. and just 
usually it's a partake outside. So you go out into nature mm-hmm. and it involves taking deep breaths. Yes. So you're inhaling and you're exhaling and you're doing it calmly and deeply. Mm-hmm. There's smoke involved, but yeah. it's still a breathing exercise that you're doing away from everyone else, usually in nature. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a teacher in high school once who was literally talking about that exact same thing when oh, he really? was talking about cigarette smoking. And now his, his views were a little skewed because he was trying to say that the chemical part of it isn't as big of a part as we think. And I'm here to tell you from personal experience. Oh, no, it is. They fuck your lungs yes. up. Yes. Absolutely. And... Uh, but it's still breathing. Exactly. Well, and that's what he was talking about. <laughs> he goes, he was talking about how, you know, when you're a smoker, you know, people think that when they're stressed out, they'll have a cigarette and the cigarette makes them feel better. But what they don't understand they're doing is when you're in a stressful situation, what are you doing? You're taking yourself you're out of the yourself. stressful situation. You're usually going outside yes. into the sunlight, into mm-hmm. the fresh air. And you're taking deep breaths. Exactly. For about 10 minutes. And you get your mind off of yeah. it. Yeah. Well, and on top, on the boredom thing, too. Yeah, you, that's where I was going with it. Yeah. When you take that away, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, now you have all these holes in your day. Yeah. And the best way for me is, you know, idle hands are the devil's playthings. Yes. You got to keep your hands busy. Mm-hmm. You find shit to do. Well, and that's what happens. Uh, one thing this teacher also told us, too, was he goes, you know, if you have... 20 cigarettes if you smoke a pack a day so that's 20 cigarettes pretty average honestly yeah it's pretty normal and you're you're talking about you know let's say it takes an average of seven minutes to smoke each cigarette yeah. so then all of a sudden you decide to quit well that's now 140 minutes two hours of your day that's almost two and yes, a half hours that of your you day. have that you're like what the fuck do i do with myself just find shit try to be as constructive as you mm-hmm. can i guess probably most people resort to their phone yeah. On day one, you know, because you don't know what else to do. So you try to find like a phone game mm-hmm. or Facebook or something. But then you hit this wall. What happens? Because I've been here. Mm-hmm. I've been at this point. When you try to do lazy exercises to fill in that blank time. Yeah. Well, you're not stoned. Y- yes. You're sober. And you're trying to do things like watch TV mm-hmm. or watch a movie or play video games while you're sober. Mm-hmm. And it's not as much fun as it was before. Nope. Because now your brain is aching and begging you to go outside and do shit. Go be constructive. Yes. So now all of a sudden it's, oh, these games aren't fun. Oh, I'm even more bored. And it pecks away and eats away at you until you finally go smoke. Uh And then you go, oh, this game's fun as hell. (laughs) Yeah, because you're fucking stoned, you zombie. (laughs) Yeah. So try to be as constructive as possible, I would Mm -hmm. say. And for me, it helps to do things like something like exercising or Mm -hmm. something where I can see results happen. Yes. Because seeing those results gives you that stimulation to keep doing it. Mm -hmm. One thing that I've always tried to do on like days that I know I'm going to go like cold turkey without like cigarettes or in in the past weed, right? And it was uh, the things I always do is I'm like, okay, you know, I always have to choose a day that I have off because doing it at work just doesn't work. It's not fair to anyone else either. No, no, no. Don't make it everyone else's problem that you're choosing to quit. Exactly. So you choose a day off. 
and then you just get out of your house for that entire day. Yeah, and you just do go things shopping. like yeah, like go you go around. to the mall, go window shop, and everything. Don't spend a bunch of money and now no. <laughs> that you're gonna feel bad about when you get home and smoke to feel better. But then what you? But then what I'll do is all of a sudden you look, you know, so like let's say you you've decided to you know quit the day before, right? So you go through that eight hours of sleeping where you don't have one at all. Yeah. So then all of a sudden you're window shopping, and let's say you get caught up in Spencer's looking at some shirts or whatnot. Then all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, oh cool, another hour went by you know i'm at 10 hours now yeah and all of a sudden you go do this and then later that day you're like maybe you're really craving something so like you know what, what i'm gonna do i'm gonna put myself in a situation where i literally cannot have one for a couple hours you go see a movie and sometimes you have to do that yeah and the harder the addiction sometimes you need support to help you through yes, those moments exactly. and that's where like with aa and so you'll get a um a sponsor mm-hmm. someone who when you're in those moments you can of, call them and... you can call them and they can keep it away for you because yeah. some addictions truly are are chemical some really suck with your brain you know and i I respect those i'm not poo-pooing addiction Mm -hmm. here i'm just saying weed is not one of those yes (laughs) you don't need a sponsor to get off of weed (sighs) and like like i said i i've known people in the past who try to treat it like that and it just angers me because i'm just like there are people out there who are trying their damnness to quit heroin and you're fucking acting like you have the shakes because you can't smoke a plant go outside out of here go run around the block get yourself tired you're wound up Mm -hmm. you're fucking bored Yes. There's nothing worse than being bored, dude. Being yeah. bored fucks with human beings. Mm-hmm. You got to keep them busy, man. Well, and that's what the issue comes with the people who get stoned all the time is they get stoned all the time and they're, they're just sitting around, you know. So so now you're bored, but your brain is getting a reward for being bored. Well, it turns the board off. It yeah. Ma- you're totally okay. You're content with sitting there staring at the wall. That's right. not boring at that point. It's fun. Touche, yeah. You know? And I don't think I wanted to bring this up earlier too. Is um, I don't think it matters like how rich you are, like because mm-hmm. people will bring up if I'm really super wealthy, if uh-huh. I have enough, or maybe not super wealthy, but I'm well off. I have enough money that I can afford to smoke weed every single day, right. and I still go to work, and you know I'm I'm living life. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think you're living your best life still. Mm-hmm. I think. It doesn't have to affect you financially for it to become an issue. Yeah. I think that even rich people will fall into this rabbit hole, this psyche rabbit oh, yeah. hole. Because it, it really, at no point when you're smoking weed every day, at no point are you upset that you're poor. Yes. It, it's never like, I need to quit so I have more money. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine. That's never an issue on your mind. It's always, I need to quit because I need to stop being so lazy or I'm yeah. starting to gain a lot of weight or... You know, I don't see my friends as much as I use. Those are the reasons why as soon as you get stoned and you're high, the mm-hmm. first thing you think about is I don't want to do that again. Yeah. After, after a little while, after many years of smoking, yes. you start to want to stop smoking. Yes. You know what I mean? And I don't think that money has anything to do with that. No, I don't either. I think every human is vulnerable to it. I think it's it's liter- literally just the way that it affects your psyche. Yes. You know, yes. You, you get to this point to where – you're trying to figure out why you don't have the motivation to do things that maybe you once was able to do. Um, we know now uh, one cool thing with weed becoming more prominent recreationally is there's been more studies done about the effects of marijuana. And so we, we know now that th- marijuana will do things like affect your memory, affect your ability to learn, affect your yep. ability to retain information. So now you're talking about you're, you're literally walking around in a daze. 
you know, and you don't even yeah. realize that you're walking around. Yeah, in they days. call you a zombie for a reason. Yeah, one of the most amazing things I realized when I had first quit smoking weed the first time. It took a few times, but the, the very first time, <laughs> right, right, time that I did it, <laughs> and I went a long period of time without doing it. One biggest thing that I realized was when I was having conversations with people, it was the way that I spoke. I was all of a sudden using better grammar when I spoke. I was pulling out words from my, you know, pulling out words of out of my ass that I didn't even know I still remembered. Yeah, I was sharper. Exactly. And so, but it's those things that you don't realize you lose until all of a sudden you're able to gain it back and you're like, holy shit, you know, like very different. It's always been in there. You know, exactly. Yeah. But you, you, we become so accustomed to just being stoned all the time. It's like, like I said, that that's why I have that thing of like, well, I'm not really talking to you. I'm talking to, you know, Stone John. I'm talking to Stone Sally. I'm exactly. talking to Stone Vince, whatever it is. And it, it, that can that can really suck because then how do you really know you know somebody when they're just always stoned all the time? Well, you don't. You, you might get along great and be best friends with Stoner John. But what happens when John decides to quit smoking? You know, and not is to bring he, this to the a same John is he? Yeah. yeah. Well, not to bring this to a like a relationship com- conversation, but I think that issue happens in a lot of relationships that don't end up lasting. You know, people will meet their significant other in a bar, and they're maybe yep. both their hobby is to go out with friends every weekend and drink. So you're constantly getting this drunk person. You're you're, you're you meet somebody and you guys like to smoke weed a lot. So now you're meeting somebody. You guys are both stoned all the time. But then and you have to go stoned, home. And yeah, go to work stoned. Yeah, stoned Adam and. Shit. Stone Sally get along great together, but right. now, but maybe sober Adam and sober Sally not so much. And you can't just be stoned all the time. Exactly. Even stoners have to be sober sometimes. <laughs> exactly. You know. But I think that's. But I think those are reasons why weed can be dangerous. And even if you do like smoking weed, it's one. Of, I mean, it goes with the same thing of getting drunk. You know, one of the reasons why I'm not a big drinker and I don't like to uh, get you know drunk every weekend isn't necessarily because I don't like the feeling of being drunk. But it's if you get drunk all the time, well, you build that tolerance and it loses its flavor. Mm-hmm. So I'll truly be able to enjoy being drunk more than the person who maybe drinks every other day and gets drunk will be able to enjoy it. Dude, I don't. The reason I don't drink every weekend mm-hmm. is because I know I'll become an alcoholic. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I know my personality, I know myself, mm-hmm. and I don't have self control like that. Funny enough, I'm, I'm an honor off switch kind of person. Funny or funny enough, alcohol alcoholism is something that deeply runs my family on both my parents' side of the family, mm-hmm. and it's just something I've never had an issue with. And I've had like the binges of like four days out drinking with friends and oh, I've definitely and done like that, that too. But it, it was never a, I've never drinking alone. I can truly say I've never had an alcoholic beverage by myself. Oh, so I definitely Ever. have, but but like I said, I I can't. I'm never it's not that I'm against it. I would love to. <laughs> you just can't. I yeah. just know I would love it too much, See, and I wouldn't I'll, stop doing it. Alcohol is just something I don't have so that I'm, issue with. I'm not with, hating, but weed I have that I have that issue with. Cigarettes I have that issue with. It's just it's weird the different addictions that affect different people. But you know, it's really funny that <clears throat> I feel like. I was expecting the conversation to go very differently today. <laughs> yeah. I was, uh, well, because we discussed that we were going to talk about weed right. before the podcast here, because it's, you know, 420. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was going to be much more um, glorifying it. And it became much more of a conversation um, 
almost like a public awareness conversation. Yeah. I don't want you guys to think, the viewers here, I don't want you guys to think that we are um, against smoking weed or against donors. Um, no, I'm actually for all the drugs. If yeah. I'm perfectly honest. Perfectly honestly, <laughs> I'm perfectly down with smoking. I think if you make less than $250,000 a year, why are you not smoking weed? <laughs> um, but just being two individuals who have, mm-hmm. you know, a decade or more of experience in yes. our young lives with it. Just want to pass on some knowledge that we've learned to you guys. Yeah. You know, this is this is kind of our platform to talk for an hour <laughs> and have people listen. So, but I don't want it to get twisted either that, oh, Adam and Matt hate weed. Because we well, definitely don't. No, we, we definitely don't. But but these are things that I think are very important. And the reason why it's 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 so prudent to have these kind of conversations is because we are in a period of time where everybody is just so focused on glorifying it because everybody wants it to be legal, right? It's this fight of right. making it legal everywhere. And it's almost like people will say anything it takes to just to illegal. get illegal. Exactly. But then you start to get misinformation, man. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I believe every – Everything, everything, even the good things out there that are are fun to partake in and healthy to partake in, everything in moderation. I mean, exercising is super healthy for you, but you can overwork yourself. Oh, you you can exercise your bones into fucking dust. Exactly, you know, know? and weed is no (laughs) different. And the reason why I think it's super important to let these things know is because I went through this three year lull where I couldn't figure out what the fuck was wrong with me. And one of the biggest contributing factors to it that I was so unaware of at the time was the fact that I was stoned all the time. Yeah. So now, so I'm telling you to take it from somebody who wasted three years of their life. That's just where we're coming from. Depressed. Yes. And you don't and have to nervous. do it that way. Yeah. Just Whereas smoke weed, yeah, smoke weed, but just not every day. Just recreationally, <laughs> it's, a, it's a recreational drug treated like one. You know, you know, and I think that honestly, I would have a lot better memories mm-hmm. and a lot more fun occasions in my past had I have taken my own advice. Mm-hmm. Had I have only smoked at special occasions, I would have gotten really fucking stoned yes. and probably had a really good time. Mm-hmm. Whereas because I smoked every day, it was just whatever. I still smoked at those uh-huh. occasions, but it didn't make it any more special. Well, and that's another reason why I think a last note here. It's another reason why I think it's important to do it in moderation because the I remember the first time that I had quit it for a, a very long extended period of time. Uh-huh. And then I had a friend come over and we ended up smoking all of a sudden the feelings that I first got the first time I ever smoked weed in my life yep. started to come back to me. Oh, no shit. I started, you got it again? I started to have the giggle fits. You uh-huh. know, I started like everything was just funny to me. I, I truly felt like I was on cloud nine. I was in a place that I, this was the funniest part. I was in a place that I smoked weed all the time in by myself uh-huh. or with other people. But because I had gone so long without smoking it and then smoked it again, that like, you know how when you first start smoking weed, you got that paranoia of like everybody knows. 
Oh yeah. Right. Oh yeah. I started to get that back again. Like, oh my God, the people oh, outside funny. know they're going to come knocking See, on the door. Because you didn't have any tolerance. Exactly. So imagine and that truly, every time it's like Christmas or Thanksgiving. Yes, I or, truly got to enjoy it again. Like yeah. I enjoyed it when it was the reason why you start smoking weed all the time in the first place was because you of that, that feeling. I bet that you could smoke weed once a month and still get that feeling every yes, time. Yes, I'd agree. I'd say any more than once a month, you're going to start to really build a tolerance. Yes. But if you have a date... Or it's the third Friday or whatever. Mm-hmm. If you did it once a month, you could yeah. probably smoke as much as you want that day. And I bet you it would kick ass again the next month yeah. when you did it again. Well, and just as you were saying earlier, you know, just, just save it for those special occasions where, you know, let's say you're at home and all of a sudden, you know, a friend comes over and he's like, hey, I brought a joint. Let's all smoke it. Cool. Enjoy the joint with your friends, you know, and you're probably going to enjoy it more because you never smoke. And you may actually find yourself... Um, saying no nah, i'm good sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's amazing because mm-hmm. i had someone tell me that actually in the past i forget who i think it was the weed guru guy uh-huh. i was talking about earlier um tell me that you know that you don't have a problem if you can say no to it yeah if, if there's times where you go yeah you know let me hit it and then there's legitimately just as many times where you go no nah, i'm good mm-hmm. then it's not affecting your life whatsoever yes i agree but if you find that maybe you don't think about it all the time, mm-hmm. but every single time it's offered to you, you can't remember any times where you said no. Yeah. Just challenge yourself to maybe say no the next time. Yeah. Just challenge. Just do it. You know. And that goes. And that goes back Have to what control I control over it. Yeah. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier, to where I think the way to truly get to that point, if you are somebody who smokes it every day. Is you know quit it, but you have to quit it for for a, a long time before you, yeah. you you say yes again. And sign up for a sport or get, like a pottery class. Or yeah, something. get get practice in saying no before you say yes again. Yeah, you know? I bet I've never tried it because I still smoke cigarettes. I've never yeah, successfully me, quit. Me as well. <laughs> I did quit cigarettes for one whole year once, which I think that's every phenomenal. smoker that's has like that's that like story. my next goal. I don't even have that story. Yeah, no, I did. That's I my goal. quit. <laughs> I smoked nothing, not even any cigarette. I smoked nothing for a whole year. Cool. And then just chose to start smoking again because I'm an idiot. <laughs> um, but I bet you the same would hold true where you could probably smoke cigarettes once a month mm-hmm. and be at a point in your life where you're not addicted to cigarettes. I think so also, but I bet you could. Just as you said earlier, you you, you got to put on the leash for a little bit. You got to. <laughs> it's the human brain, man. No one can get away with it. Yeah. I don't care who you are. There's chemicals in all of our brains and it'll get it'll get you all the time, man. All the time. And on that note, happy 420 <laughs> happy everyone. 420. Uh, smoke a bowl. You've listened, for us. <laughs> you've done your responsible part for the day. Now go smoke a bowl. Go smoke a bowl, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and remember to like, comment, subscribe. And if you made it to the end of this podcast, go ahead and write hashtag weed in the descriptions. Hashtag weed. Hashtag Two weed. One D. You know, yeah, there you go. Two E's one D, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but anyways, remember, we also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash hardly millennial. Thank you so much for listening. Smoke a bowl for Matthew and I. And Matthew, any final thoughts? Smoke weed every day. <laughs> Smoke weed. But not really. It's bad for you. It's bad Bye, for guys. You. Bye. <laughs>